Safeway makes it easy to save at the pump with your club card because you can use up to 20 cents per gallon in Safeway gas rewards at participating Chevron and Texaco stations. Get more mileage out of your grocery budget, up to 20 cents per gallon. When you shop more at Safeway, you save more at Chevron and Texaco. Maximum reward at participating Chevron or Texaco stations is 20 cents per gallon in a single fill-up, up to 25 gallons. Cannot be combined with any other Safeway gas reward offer. Restrictions and exclusions apply. See complete details at Safeway.com or in-store. Love Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. Recording live from somewhere. Lord, on the mercy. All night, Sunday, Central. And good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Instant Offense Podcast. Uh, I'm James Holis. And a very special guest today, uh, NBA great. Mr. Kenny Anderson, uh, from the from from Queens to Georgia Tech to the uh, to the bright lights in the NBA, he's been around. He's seen it all. He's done a lot. Um, how you doing this morning, Kenny? James, I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm 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 pumped. I'm excited, man. Um, I grew up. You're you're one of my favorite guards. I'm a lefty like you, so it's it's really honor to have you on. Oh man, it's a pleasure, man. I've been blessed. Like you said, I've been around. I've seen it all. Um, I had a long run in the NBA, played 14 years. Oh, man, it's just, basketball cards have been great for me. Man. It's been great. I, real quick, I want to say um, I, I saw on Twitter, happy anniversary. Uh, it's your eight-year anniversary, oh, you and the wife. So, so really, <laughs> yeah, thank man. you. Thanks for taking the time to come on, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's my anniversary, but uh, uh, I had stuff planned out. I'll blow her up a little bit. Then Now she, she had to be at work. So kind of messed my day up a little, like half of the day. But we'll get it right this evening. But um, it, it's been great, man. She's been a good, good woman for me. She stand by, she stood by me, um, putting up with my bullshit for like eight years. So she's uh, she's an angel, though. I love her. Hey, but salute you, man. You found a good one, and you, you she keeps you happy, and you keep her happy. So that's all it's about, man. I appreciate it. Um, did you um, did you watch any of the summer league this year? No, I don't. I don't watch the summer league. I I I really watch the summer. I really watch TV in the summer. You know what I mean? I I just don't watch it. I watch the playoffs, the NBA playoffs. I even I don't even watch the regular season too much. I, I love I love the NCAA March Madness, but I love the NBA playoffs. I can't sit there and watch a whole game. I I've done it, you know, for my family, for my kids, for my son. I you know going to watch a whole NBA game, but um, I I just can't do it. You know what I mean, but um, you know I just you know I, I watch some of the highlights. I, I catch the highlights on ESPN. Okay, I dig it. And speaking of highlights, man, you were you were one of the you you had some some of the most flair of the point guards you came up with. We all knew you for your handle. Who do you think had the best handle back then? Was it you? Uh, I would like to say I was um, you know, I was blessed with my ball handling skills. You had a lot of great guys with individual moves like Allen Iverson with the crossover, Tim Hardaway. But I think all in all, with my handle, all discipline, this numerous dribbling, getting out of traffic, in and out of traffic, and uh, I still, you know, as far as multiple ball handling uh, uh, skills, I, I guess I have to say I'm one of the best. Okay, now now watching today's league, 
who would you who would you think today have, would, would would be comparable for handles? Who has the best handles playing right oh, now? Yeah, the, the best player in the the best hand in the league is Kyrie Irving, hands down. Um, just hands down. Mm-hmm. Stephen Curry, uh, yeah, hands down. Stephen Curry uh, is right there next to him, but uh, I just think he got a yo-yo. He got a yo-yo. He he's so creative, uh, getting through traffic and uh, bringing guys down. Uh, now he got you know Russell Westbrook. Um, Damian Lillard, you know, you got a lot of great guards. Uh, Chris Paul is up there with them three. I think it's Kyrie Irving, Chris Paul, and uh, Stephen Curry. Now, you're just talking about pure yo-yo with, you know, uh, and that's Kyrie Irving. Yeah, it's incredible what he does with that ball, man. He'll 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 fit through a space where you use like there's no way he's getting through there, and the handles and he's still dribbling. And then he puts off he he kisses off the glass three feet over the over the square and. It dropped in so smooth. The man can really play. So let me ask you. So you came out in the '90s. You were, you were balling back then. Who who would you say was your toughest your toughest matchup? Well, I guess you know Allen Iverson is a, is a tough matchup. Uh, Kevin Johnson was tough of mine, but when I, I got into the league to play deeper into, it. sometimes it's, you know eighty percent of it was mental. You know, I mean, you go up against a, some point guards that have the green light offensively. Some point guards have to run the offense. They play with another star who shoots the ball a lot. So in different ways, you couldn't really. Some guys got the green light. Some guys you have to, you know, uh, play within the system. So it was really tough to maybe try to go back at certain guys, you know, for offensively. But I've done. I did a good job at it. Um, we had some great guards when I played John Stockton, Gary Payton, um, you know, Sam Cassell. Um, Kevin Johnson, you, you got guys that was very good. There was a different type of style of play back in the night. You know, uh, Jason Kidd is. is uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of his. He was a great point guard. So, hey, I have a question too. So, you were talking about uh, Gary Payton and John Stockton. Was Stockton as as dirty as people say he was? Was he as sneaky well, as people I, say he was? I just think he was a little sneaky. You know, he was. He, he's very competitive. Highly uh, competitive, and he, you know, he, hey, he, you know, you might have been t- more talented than him, quicker than him, but he had to, you know, he had to make it work for him. He, he did whatever was necessary to win and compete. So, you know, back then it was a lot of stuff. He let a lot of stuff, get, you know, go because it was very physical. Right, and that's how the league. That's how the league has changed. In the early 2000s, they did away with the hand checking, and they changed the rules for uh, for, for as far as zone defenses. Looking at how the league has changed, talk to me a little bit about how you think how, the game back then compared to the game now. How do you think you would have done? Let's say, let's say Kenny Anderson was was right now in his prime. How do you think you would have done in the NBA? I would have killed it. I just was telling somebody it'd be easier for me. I just think defensively in the '90s and everything with the hole in it. You know, now it's fanfare. You know, up and down, more excited. I think with my speed and my able, my ball handling, I, I would have been able to get wherever. On the court, not saying I didn't do it in the '90s, but it would have been a lot easier for me. You know, foul shooting. A lot of guys go to the line a lot now in this era. Um, I just would have been. Um, I, I just would have had my way. I say, I say, and my pride. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people understand in your prime. Like you had a good, you know, six, seven year stretch when you were you were a seventeen and seven, seventeen and eight guy. I mean, yeah, you want to think. You and Rod Strickland are two of the most underrated yeah. point guards probably in history. I, I love watching you guys play. Yeah. Um, 
So your current favorites, let's let's talk about that a little bit. Well, who would you put as maybe your top five right now? Top five point guards. My 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 top five point guard now, the game now. Your wow. current point guard. Uh, um, I'm going with my guy. I'm going with my guy. I'm going with my guy Kyrie Irving. I'm just a my five. I'm my opinion. I'm not saying who numbers wise and who I got the you. media. The media got as number one. I'm going All right. with so this, this your I'm personal five. Yeah, I'm going Kyrie. with Kyrie Irving. The Kyrie Irving, uh, Chris Paul, um, Russell Westbrook, Steph, Steph Curry. I'm flipping him up because he won a championship and he is the MVP. <laughs> so I'm going. I'm going with. I'm going with Steph Curry one, Kyrie Irving, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, and my man. I, I love him, but you know he got to get it right. Derrick Rose. I know he's injured. But he came back and he played a, a full uh, this year. He looked like he was back in form. Hopefully, he can come back this year and have a you know a great season from beginning to end. Um, and then I'm gonna just throw those are my five, but I'm gonna throw my other guys in second team. Um, uh, Damian Lillard, he's out in Portland. Everybody forget him, but he's a baller. He can ball. Um, I throw my man in because I got love for him. He remind me of me a little bit. Uh, uh, Brandon Jennings, he's just coming off an in, uh, injury. Until he's here, hopefully he'll get you know come back and and and, and fall. And you know my sleeper, my sleeper, I, 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 is Jeff T from Atlanta. I like his game. He's a sleeper. Nobody really talks about him. He's underrated. He can go. He's a very good point guard. That's that's a surprising pick right there. I like that. Um, and Derrick Rose. Yeah. Let's hope he comes back healthy. He showed flashes last season. But yeah. um, that is, he was out for so long, and you know, so yeah. the, the different injuries. And it, I'm just worried because he's such an athlete that that's such a part of his game. Let's hope he can get it back 100. percent But that's a good call. That's a good list. You got a real good list. Me personally, Russell Westbrook is the top on my list because I, I love I love his game, love the way he plays. No, no, no. He's but, um, probably he's probably, and I'm gonna go back for a second. He's probably the dominant point guard of this era, most athletic guard probably ever. You probably will see. He will dominate. He dominates those points because he's bigger, he's athletic, his athletic ability. But I don't know. He's not a pure point guard. I just call him a guard. You know, uh, that's what he's probably the best guard in the league. Uh, what's the Westbrook? But my point guard, I would out the pure point guards I gave you, and I don't even Steph Curry is, he made himself into a point guard, but he was a, a, a shooter, a, a two that. You know, with his size, he had to become a point guard. That's a good point, man, because as you said earlier, too, um, you know, back when you played, yeah, some guards had the green light, but for the most part, you know, there was more of that mentality, like you were saying, of a pure point guard, while today we have a lot more point guards who are the primary or secondary offensive uh, scorer, so they got the, the ultimate green light. I mean, you yeah, know, that's why Chris Paul probably. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead, Chris Paul. That's why Chris Paul is probably the, numbers-wise, the best point guard in the league. Assists, points, uh, percentages, how he runs the – how he sets the table up as a point guard says a lot. And he probably the number one point guard. You know what I mean? He could do it all, mid-range jump shot, uh, floaters, uh, assists, he knows uh, score time. He knows the pulse of the game, and he gets it. So, you know, that's a point guard. Plays defense. He, 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 he probably, he's, a, he's probably the 
numbers-wise, the best point guard in the league. Yeah, you can't argue with that, that all around, I mean, he's not the best shooter, that stuff. He's not the fastest, that's John Wall. He's not the strongest, that's Russell Westbrook. He's not the, uh, you know, he doesn't lead, he's not the highest leaper, but all around point guard, you're right. There's, there's yeah. probably no other point guard who has the, the, the whole skill set. Yeah, but I forgot my man John Wall, shit. I, he's up in there. It's so many I forget, and that's my guy, John Wall. I forgot. He's very athletic. I think him and him and Westbrook is, is, is athletic. You know, he's got he's got to be top five, top seven. Uh, John Wall. He's, he's he in. definitely is up there. That's, and you just said yeah, another good there. point. It, it's like it's almost you know it's so many of them you know uh, coming up that it's almost hard to keep track. And then you got guys like D'Angelo Russell. You got Moutier coming in, uh, guys like Kyle Austin. Do you remember a time in the NBA, as far as you've been watching and playing, when there's been this deep uh, of a point guard crop? No, no, no. It's in glory days, man. This is point guard heaven. You know, the lead is great. You know what I mean? It's it's exciting to have great point guards. I'm a, um, I'm a, um, I'm a homer. I'm a point guard. That's my position. I love it, and I love to see all the, the great ones that the lead has right now. I mean, I'm a fan. You know, I, I love when they go up. I love when they go up against each other. That's what I love. I love to see Kyrie against uh, Chris Paul when that that game. You know, uh, John Wall against Derrick Rose. Uh, you know, the greats play against the greats. That's that's the game that I like to see the the real fire and the competitive edge all these guys have. You know what? That's another good point you just made because the marquee matchups are what people tune in to see. You know, people love the names in the NBA. They love the talent. Um, how do you feel as far as like you see LeBron James and Carmelo Anthony and and Chris Paul hanging out down in uh, on vacation? And a lot of people say that maybe the NBA these days with the AAU culture, <clears throat> they're almost a little too friendly. And I don't think that's a problem because I mean it's good, you know. You, you network, you make. But then you have things like like uh like LeBron and and Bosh and and Wade, you know, teaming up. How do you feel uh, about that culture versus how you came up in the nineties? Well, like you said, I'm not gonna hate. I'm not. It's a different era, you know. I'm not gonna hate. It's my opinion. I, I think it's you know it's too soft. Like everybody's too. Soft. We wasn't friendly. I think I, I think I think now it's sort of like not hatred, but. Guys were like, man, he got a bigger contract than me. I feel I'm better than him. I'm going to go at that guy. Well, come bring it. You know, let's be competitive. I think now everybody is just the business, the billion-dollar business, everybody more friendly. I would like for them to do other things, be more powerful. You know, if they hanging out together, once they do something, you know, three, four of them go into business and do something big for, the, for different communities and all that and not having, you know, uh, they agents and lawyers, you know, uh, uh, do certain things. Why they do it themselves in the community together and stuff like that. Make power moves together. But far as that playing together and all that stuff, I think they should spread the wealth. As far as all talented players should just move around and play play against each other. Make the league more make the league more uh, more deeper. You know, the East is not that good. You know, um, so you know that's just how I feel about it. It, it is a little bit too friendly. And no, I, I, I can't think of a, of a, well, I guess we could talk about the Houston Rockets back in 95, 96, when, uh, when, when Bark, when I'm sorry, not Barkley, when Clyde went and joined Hakeem, and then, then Barkley came and joined, and, and Pippen, but that's, those are all guys in, at the end of their career, you know, to trying to, they're, they're pushing, you know, they want to win, of course, so it's not, it's not the same, you're right, it's, it's a whole different mentality, it's a whole different landscape right now. Um, 
So you got you were a number two draft pick. Uh, your, your first year didn't go so great. But so talk to me a little bit about that transition from from Georgia Tech to to that excitement and that initial period of wow, I'm an I'm an NBA pro. Well, I'm, you know, I'm in the process of doing my documentary. You know, Mr. Chibs, hopefully it'll be out in like nine months. You know, and I always say I, I, I was a prodigy at 10 years old, so it wasn't really uh, will I make the NBA. It was like when I'm going to the NBA. So it wasn't really like I had so much confidence and so much talent that um, it just was a matter of time for me to, you know, go into the NBA. So when I made that jump, especially I got drafted to the New Jersey Nets where, you know, I was like, I was like a high school star a playground star, and I stayed home, you know. So it was like most of the people that was covering me in the media was all, they watched me grow up. They watched me grow up in high school and in college and everything. So I was just aware of everything. And uh, it was a great feeling. I think NBA had the infrastructure on, um, you know, getting paid for something I love doing. You know what I mean? I can And I can take care of my mother and get her out of the inner city and have her, you know, a stress-free life for 20 years. And she passed away in 205. So I was able to my my mission and my you know my motive my motivation was my mother so and my mission was completed I was able to take care of my mother and let her have you know twenty carefree years and no stress not knowing where we're gonna eat at where we're gonna live at so it was a blessing man yeah man that's that's I mean like you said you that from from growing up to to playing. Right there in your hometown, that must have been quite the experience, uh, especially when you got to play with guys like Drazen Petrovic. You got to play with DC. Uh, talk, can you give me a little bit about that? What, what was that like, man? Because I don't think people, a lot of people, understand how great of a player Drazen was and how talented uh, Derek Coleman was. Yeah, those are two guys. I wish we had more time together and see what, what we would have done. Uh, we was on the verge, and then he, you know, he gets killed. But Drazen Petrovic is a great, great pro, great shooter. Uh, worked extremely hard on 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 his game. Um, DC is the best, probably the best player I ever played with in my life. You know, six ten, could just do about anything he wanted to do. You know, on the court. So I it just was sad that we couldn't really have a long, you know, maybe three to uh, three to six years together to see if we could have competed in that Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls era. Well, I, I think we did a good job for two years, three years, but you know, I, I just wonder. You know how it would have been. Yeah, it, it's, it's always curious when we talk about great power forward that Derek Coleman's name doesn't really come up. Uh, I understand he had his run-ins with the league and people questioning his attitude, but I want I'd like to hear from you. Why do you think he doesn't get the respect that that a lot of other great power forwards get? Yeah, bottom line, just the media and what the you know all that is is a popularity vote. If you talented, you know, like I always say, I love getting. You know, I love street. I love I love street credibility. You know, the players from the playgrounds and um, um, street critics. You know, I don't respect media uh, critics about my basketball game and, and and what they say about me. I can care less what they say about me. I know what they're talking about my game and how I was on the streets. I give that respect. So you know, you know, it's just if they like you and if you. You was a goody. If you was a goody goody boy, you made it. You did everything you had to do with your organization, and didn't give nobody no problems. And we like you, and you'll get more publicity. And we'll do this, and we we'll do that. I really didn't care about it, and I don't think Derek Coleman cares. Nobody can take nothing away from him. He's the rookie of the year, 1990, uh, number one pick. Nobody can take that away from him. He had a great career, and and that's that. 
you know. But uh, you can't worry about guys that never picked up a basketball that can't play um, trying to uh, uh, critique you, and they can't play a lick. So I just never paid attention to it. Right. It's just crazy, man. I'm looking at his numbers right now, and he literally – Almost, you know, Hall of Fame type numbers, and I know he was, you know, he went on the best teams. He, it's all about teammates, though. Sometimes a great player can be on a team that just doesn't fit. You know, it's not a great team, and that's all right. He's still a great player, but yeah, he was, he was, you know, incredible. And we, we never bring up his name when, when we start discussing the best power forwards. Um, other than DC, who's some, of, who's some of your favorite teammates that you play with? I played. I had a year with Reggie Miller. Had a, a I had a, a half a year with Larry Johnson. Those two guys were great, you know. Um, I played with Paul Pierce in Boston, you know. Um, Antoine Walker, Paul Pierce. I love Eric Williams. Played with me with the Celtics. You know, we went to the Eastern Conference Finals in two hundred one. Um, you know, uh, Drazen. I played with Rasheed Wallace in Portland. The bonus. I played with some great players. I just been blessed. Wow, man, it's funny. I I, I never I just I, I never realized you played with. That many great players. Not many guys can say that, man. Um, yeah. How about the rookies this year? Have you have you had a chance to watch any D'Angelo Russell, any uh, Moutier, any thoughts uh, on them? I, no, I didn't watch them the summer league, but um, I like D'Angelo Russell, Moutier. You know, I I seen him in high school playing the Under Armour uh, elite game. Um, big athletic guard. You know, I think I don't think he can shoot as well as better than D'Angelo Russell. But uh, we're going to see, though, the point guard position is a tough uh, position to get acclimated to right away. Uh, I think um, uh, Moutier is in a great situation. Ty Lawson is no longer in Denver, so he can come in and get thrown right into the fire. D'Angelo Russell is going to have a hard, uh, just, I think, just adjustment playing with the Lakers and playing under, you know, with Kobe Bryant. He can be tough sometime on his teammates and, Let's see how mentally, mentally tough D'Angelo Russell is as a, as a rookie. And it also, if it might fall him, but it also can be a blessing. He, he's, he's playing with a guy that takes it real serious, coming off the injury, about his work ethic, and if some of that, his work ethic could rub off on D'Angelo Russell, it would be great for him. That's, that's the, the, common, uh, the common refrain. A lot of people are saying the same thing, that it could be a blessing or a curse, of course. Like you said, Kobe can be a grind. It's, it's well documented, you know, but and on Facebook, like we said earlier, young players these days, it's a little different. The mindset's a little different. But if he can make it to that fire and he gets inspired by that kind of thing, then you're right. It's, it's going to just help him give him that, uh, that tough, knife-edge mentality. Um, so it's funny. I, I told everybody on Twitter we were coming on and I asked him if anyone had any questions, and I got a couple if you don't mind. Uh, uh, we had uh, at Adrian W743, they want to know which – point guard playing today reminds reminds you most of yourself and who was your toughest cover in the NBA? Uh, I, you know, like I said, I like uh, uh, Chris Paul, or Kyrie Irving. I have a little bit, but, uh, you know, now that reminds me a little bit myself is uh, uh, Brandon Jennings, uh, those three guys. And, um, you know, my tough, tough coverage was uh, Allen Iverson. I had to guard him, so he was, he was tough. His first step was tough. What, what what can you let us know? What what was that like, man? Because we we watch him on TV and we see the speed. What was that like being on the island, just you and him, manned up? What what like what what was going through your mind? What, how did you approach that when you were trying to defend him? Yeah, we beat him in the playoffs in Game Five, the Celtics in two on one. 
it was tough, man. I had to have a lot of energy. I had to bring it defensively. I couldn't worry about so much offensively. I, I just had to – I tried to make him shoot, be a valiant shooter. Um, and that means if he's shooting a lot and missing a lot, you know, to score 30 points, you in business. But if, he, if he's having a, a blistering, you know, like five for six, eight for ten from the field, you're in trouble, you know what I mean? So you have to have help with your teammates. I got to corral him. Uh, bring them into certain areas where I can get help from, and uh, uh, just keep, just keep, just keep trying to make it tough for him. That's all you can do, you know what I mean? Because he did shoot a lot, so you just hope, you know, he was off that day, and you you made it tough for him, and you could try to get left every shot. Right, he was he wasn't shy, and they were, they were going to go up regardless whether he was making or missing. And all you could do is pretty much get up in them and try to make him a little uncomfortable, right? Yep, exactly. So, um, so what's been going on with you since, since you've been out of the league? Oh, I'm coaching now. I just took a job at Miami Senior High School, Carroll City High. Uh, I'm doing my documentary. I'm I'm always giving back to the youth. I just love being in the gym trying to teach these young guys, you know, you know how to play, but also just interact with them and see if they got they they stay life balance as uh, academics and basketball. So, I just thought, you know, I thought I went back to school in 2010 and got my bachelor's uh, degree from St. Thomas University. They took, you know, like 40 credits of mine from Georgia Tech, and I got my bachelor's. So that was probably the biggest accomplishment in my life, going back to school after 20 years, getting my bachelor's. And then I just figured out, I said, what, you know, what do I want to do? Uh, you know, I, I want to coach the youth, like the youth, high school or college. But, you know, some well, well, I'll be more rewarded, you know, when I go into work, when I'm teaching, I'm, I'm being more of a teacher for those guys to try to help them more bonding. So that's the something that's that's something I love. That's a, hey man, that, that's that's I'm almost speaking right now. It's great to hear that you that you're reaching back and you want to give so much after, you know, after your long career. That's that's incredible. Um well, we got a few more minutes. I'm gonna, a couple questions. So you, you say you tune in for the playoffs. Who who, do you, who is your favorite this season coming up? Can you give me your top four in the East and West? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. My favorite, my East, my top four in the East. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. My I live in Florida, and I would love to see good basketball down here. So I'm gonna go with Miami. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Cleveland, Miami, Milwaukee. Atlanta, I went five. I'm gonna go. Ooh, but you, you, you got Milwaukee up. You got Milwaukee up top, huh? Top top four or five? Yeah, I like what they did over the summer. It'll be don't sleep, don't sleep. It's okay. gonna, they're gonna be a very good team. They're gonna be a very good team. Yeah. They had success last year, and they just they just getting it. They just getting it started. You know what I mean? And uh, I think they're gonna be pretty good. Athletic, okay. young. Hey, Bucks fans, uh, Bucks fans, you hear it. Danny Anderson is yeah. saying you guys will be top four or five. That, nah, that's big. Yeah. All right. In the East, they, they, they can do that. They can do that. In the East, they can do that. The West is going to be interesting. I'm going to go with, you know, I'm going to go with, I'm going to flip by. I'm, I'm going with the Spurs on top. Uh, the Spurs, are, the moves they made in the, in the offseason. Then I'm going to go with uh, the, the defending champs, Golden State. Um, I, I don't think Dallas is going to be the same. Uh, it's going to be San Antonio. Uh, Houston, it's going to be San Antonio, Houston, Golden State, 
And then um, Clippers, I'm sorry. Clippers. Clippers might be one to start off oh. just because on paper. Just on paper, okay. they might be one. But they're very fragile group. I got them. I'm going to go off the deep end here. It's so early in bond. If, health, if Spurs stay healthy and, and the Clippers stay healthy, that's the East, that's the Western Conference final. Spurs. Oh, man. Okay. All right, you you kind of hurt me right there because you forgot your boys OKC. KD's coming back healthy. He's Russ is back. there. And my thing, they're the top. They're gonna be top anywhere from three to five. But you know, Billy Donovan, first year, great coach. Let's see the pulse. Let's see if he is the pulse of this team. Let's see. You know what I mean? They made That's some fair. different changes. You know, let let's see. But Russell coming back. Now, I'm, and I'm also tell you this. Russell Westbrook will win the MVP this year. Oh, my man. Russell Westbrook will win the MVP this year. Hey, Kenny Anderson. Kenny Anderson on the show, instant, instant offense, the Instant Offense Podcast is telling the world right now, Russ Westbrook for MVP. I'm backing that one up. I like that one. You were with I like that one. Um, well, hey. Kenny, I uh, really appreciate having you on. I'd love to have yeah. you on again sometime if you got time. Um, congratulations on the on the new job. Um, happy anniversary. Anything you'd like to say before, you, uh, before we take off? No, nah, man, just um, thanks for having me on. Stay in touch with me. You can follow me at Trib underscore one, C-H-I-B-B-S underscore one. And, yo, check me out. My Check my documentary out when it drops. It'll be, oh, it'll be epic, yeah, man. That, Great show. When's the documentary drop? When's the documentary I'm dropping, open, man? I'm hoping nine. I'm, I'm going to say nine months. You know what I mean? But okay. we push it early. I'm just going to put nine months on it and try to, you know, go from there. Do you have a, do you have a title for it yet? Mr. Chiz. Oh, there you go, Mr. Chiz. All right, so, hey, hey how about this? If I, don't have you, if I don't have you on between now and then, when it's time to drop, I would love to have you on and we can talk about it. No doubt. No doubt. Start doing it. Hey, uh, NBA All-Star. Great human being, Kenny Anderson. Thanks for thanks for coming on, man. I really appreciate you. Pleasure, my man. Hey, stay up, man. Stay up, and I'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Enjoy the rest of your day, man. Thank you. All right. All right, later. So yeah, that's uh, Kenny Anderson. Stop by. Really good interview, man. You could you could feel his energy just in the conversation. He loves the sport. He loves life. I'm glad he's doing well for himself right now. Um, so, yeah, that was episode number two of the Instant Offense Podcast with me, James Hollis, and I was joined by Kenny Anderson. So keep tuning in, man. I'm going to keep trying to get the guests in and keep it rolling. Everybody, you guys have a, a great day. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can seem intense, like breakup R&B intense. I thought you said you love the sweater that I got you. If you didn't, you could have told me. Geico makes it easy. Just go to geico.com anytime to update or check your policy without all the extra drama. I even had a gift receipt. 
Safeway makes it easy to save at the pump with your club card because you can use up to 20 cents per gallon in Safeway gas rewards at participating Chevron and Texaco stations. Get more mileage out of your grocery budget, up to 20 cents per gallon. When you shop more at Safeway, you save more at Chevron and Texaco. Maximum reward at participating Chevron or Texaco stations is 20 cents per gallon in a single fill-up, up to 25 gallons. Cannot be combined with any other Safeway gas reward offer. Restrictions and exclusions apply. See complete details at Safeway.com or in store.